Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And right now, we're going out to the 101 ESPN hotline to talk it all over with Jeff Merrick, one of the co-hosts of the 32 Thoughts podcast. He also hosts the aptly named Jeff Merrick Show, and you can find his work on Sportsnet as well. Jeff, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? No problem. I'm good. Thanks so much for uh, having me today. You know, it's uh, Elliot and I were just talking about the St. Louis Blues uh, on the radio show this afternoon and uh, reminded of one of our favorite lines, uh, 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 <laughs> Uh, allegedly, this is what Doug Armstrong likes to say, general manager of the St. Louis Blues. You can ask about anybody, but you won't like the price. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with we have to be able to, to stab the opponent in the brain, <laughs> twist the knife, and kill him off. I thought that was the <laughs> phrase you were going to go with. Yeah, the, you know, in, in you know, Doug Armstrong's history, it's more like I don't care for the playoff spot. If I don't think we can win the cup, everything must go. Right. Well, well, let's start there, Jeff, because, uh, I mean, at the beginning of the season, we brought up Pavel Buchnevich's name because anytime you got somebody who's close to an unrestricted free agency, you're thinking, okay, Doug Armstrong is ruthless when it comes to the honesty with his team. And now, of course, you're in a playoff spot. You've performed well. Where do you see this Blues team going when they get to March 8th? You know, this is going to make for a really bad sports talk radio answer, but I really don't know. Because, like, honestly, like, they rolled through Toronto and, and like, they, look, they looked awful. Like, they looked terrible. But yeah. then at other times, you've seen the St. Louis Blues, like, you know, mow through teams like a hog into truffles. Like, I, I really don't know in a lot of ways what to make of this team. And if, listen, uh, Doug Armstrong and you guys are a, a lot closer to it than I am, obviously. But I think the St. Louis Blues are probably one of those teams, and it's only a handful where we look at it and say, this is kind of like trying to catch a handful of water. Like, I have no idea what this team is because they look like so many different versions of the same team. But at the end of all of it, like, if he wants to take Pavel Bushnevich to market, like, this isn't just a rental. Like, how many times have you heard teams this year specifically say, we're not going to pay these prices for rentals? Well, Pavel Bushnevich is not a rental. So if Doug Armstrong decides that they don't have the team or the chase isn't going to be worth it this year, I mean, he can really help move this St. Louis Blues program forward uh, by, by moving Pavel Bushnevich. There will be teams that want him. And I think what's most attractive, other than the skill set, is the fact that he's still under team control for another year, as you guys well know. 
And he does everything, Jeff. Like, that's the thing that has endeared him to Blues fans over the last three seasons is he's on the penalty kill. He's one of the most aggressive penalty yeah. killers in the league. He's a good player on the power play. He's a 200-foot guy. He, If you need him to distribute, one of the better underrated passers in the league. If you need him to score, scored 30 goals last season. Had a hat trick last night. Like, he fits in wherever you need him to in your lineup, and he's at a totally reasonable cost. And so I, I did yeah. want to ask you, because you have more of a sense of what's going on around the league as opposed to us where we're just focusing mostly on one team what do you think the value is for that how do you think other teams around the league would look at it if the blue said you know what yeah he is going to be made available via trade you know if, if you look at the going rate like you always try to measure it off against other trades that we've seen and you know a couple of years ago in the philadelphia flyers moved Giroux, uh to the florida panthers essentially that was the deal for two first-round draft picks. Now there was no, there was you know he was on an expiring contract. So if you look at what, like say the Pittsburgh Penguins are trying to get for Jake Gensel, that's two first-round draft picks. Now that can either be two actual picks or a first-round draft pick player and a pick to go along with it. Like you wonder if you know Gensel goes to the Edmonton Oilers, if it's a play like Philip Broberg plus a first-round pick, that gets that one done. I'm going to go ahead and assume that that's, that's the very, very minimum, and it's probably going to be more than that to get Pavel Bushnevich away from, away from the St. Louis Blues. And that's why I say, like, if they really want to move things forward here quickly, I know it'll sting, like, right, right away. Like, how many times have we seen this before? The minute you trade someone, uh, the next order of business is trying to get someone else who could do the same things that the guy you just traded did. Uh, we see that a lot amongst defensemen, but St. Louis would be right back in that same boat. And another thing we should throw in as far as, you know, what Bushnevich does is he does all of this in a top six capacity. Like, it really is remarkable what this guy brings. So, to me, the, the, the minimum, like, even just to have the conversation, you better, be ha- you better have the equivalent of two first-round picks ready. And a lot of this question kind of – the, the backdrop of it is, are you going to extend him? Because the summer he's extension eligible and he's going to command, yeah. I would imagine, a lofty number. Uh, Jeff, what kind of what kind of number do you think he could command and how much is that influencing, in your mind, the possibility of he, him being traded elsewhere? Boy, I'm so bad. I'm so bad at that one. Cause, I mean, it means so <laughs> many different things to so many different, uh, to, to so many different teams as well. Uh, I'd hate to just throw out a, a frivolous answer sure. without thinking without thinking about it. Um, but he's going to cost. Like, he's a premium player, he's a top six player who does all the things you guys have just documented. So, you know, it's, uh, I can't give you an exact number for Pavel Bushnevich, but put it this way, it's, it's not going to be cheap. And, it's, and especially, like, here's the other thing that I wonder. Like, last year at trade deadline, you know, Ivan Barbashev was the most impactful player that we saw. And every year you wonder, like, okay, who's going to be – the most impactful. Like, Matias Ekholm looked great for the Edmonton Oilers, and that really moved them forward and helped shore up their defense. Unfortunately, they flamed out against Vegas, but they really did a good bit of business bringing in Matias Ekholm, who had term. But you can make the argument that the Kingmaker deal, the Stanley Cupmaker deal, was the St. Louis Blues deal with Ivan Barbashev. And, you know, playoff performance always juices the contract, so already he's going to command a high number, but if he ends up playing kingmaker for some team, maybe even Vegas again. We all believe Vegas is going to go out there and get another winger. Is it Gensel? <laughs> Could you see a return of Riley Smith? I would take a third team. I don't know. But all of a sudden, if you win a Stanley Cup, that just drives the price 
that much higher. So, so Jeff, I want to ask this because you've you've seen a lot of Blues over these last couple of weeks. They've been on Sportsnet an awful lot when they played against Vancouver and, of course, the two games against the Maple Leafs. If Doug Armstrong gets to the point where you move Pavel Buchnevich, I'm just assuming this, but you look at that and you say, okay, we're not sure if he matches up with the timeline of the top line that we need to get out of this retool and start winning games. When you saw Buchnevich, Thomas, and Kairou for the games that they have played, did that look like a top line for, to you? I think, like, you guys know this. I'm the president of the Robert Thomas fan club. Like, I think he's one of the premier playmakers in the NHL. Uh, Jordan Cairo, as you guys know, absolutely flies. And Pavel Bushnevich ties it all together. Like, the, the, key, the key to making any line successful, I think, is you have three players that do three very distinctive things. Like, you're going to have, like, some type of skill overlap. But on this line, I mean, the most dynamic lines in the NHL are the ones where three guys do three separate things. There's no, long, no, no point in having two of the same guys on the line. And I think that's what makes this line so attractive and so successful as well. Uh, are they a legit top line, top line in the NHL? Absolutely. Um, and I, I, I think that you know, a, a lot of it is you know, obviously the speed of Kairou, the creativity of Robert Thomas and all the intangibles that Pavel Bushnevich brings. So a long-winded way of me saying, yes, uh, this is a legit top line in the NHL. And I think for, for that matter, you know, it's kind of like a, a win-win situation here for St. Louis because if you don't trade him, you win because you get to keep Pavel Bushnevich. <laughs> if you do, end up, you do end up moving him, you can get a real nice price tag for this guy. Jeff Merrick is our guest here on 101 ESPN for just another couple of minutes. He's the co-host of uh, the 32 Thoughts podcast, which we listen to religiously, also a host of the Jeff Merrick Show. Jeff, I wanted to ask you about Jordan Bennington. He's been a lightning rod for discussion here in St. Louis since the moment that he got up to the NHL, first with the cup run and then everything that's happened in between. When you talk to people around the league or you watch him yourself, what is the general consensus of how you view Jordan Bennington relative to other netminders in the NHL? I think people get distracted. Uh, I think people get distracted away from the skill set that Jordan Bennington has and just how good a goaltender is there, and they get carried away with the. And listen, this is Jordan. This is Jordan Bennington's fault. Like he does, he's not shy about this. I mean, he's a really aggressive goaltender, sort of. You know, in the tradition of. Billy Smith, you know, Ron Hextall, maybe most recently Dwayne Rollison. Like, he's a guy that isn't shy about defending himself and his turf. And I think people get carried away with that and forget that there's a really good goaltender there. You know, I, I think people get, get carried away with the sideshow. I mean, I like it. I think it's, it's part of what makes him him. And I think if he got rid of that part of the game, as much as I'm sure players and coaches have said, like, you know, like, knock it off. Like, just play. We don't need any of that. I don't know if he'd be the same player if he did. And for that, like, every player has a different motivation. Every different player has, you know, has to play a particular way to get the most out of himself. And I think that's just in Jordan Bennington's DNA. I know whenever the conversation turns to Jordan Bennington, it's always about, like, well, will someone just give him his fight so we can get it out of his system? And I always come back with and say, A, the key to Jordan Bennington is he's an excellent goaltender. And B, the fact that he wants to do all of this extracurricular stuff is all part of what goes into making Jordan Bennington 
the athlete that he is. Some guys need that, some guys don't. Like, not every goaltender is the same. So I think people get distracted by all the, the sideshow that comes at Bennington, and they tend to forget that there's an exceptional, an exceptional netminder there. And as someone, you know, as a Canadian, I would like to see him do very well, thank you very much, because we're all very scared of the United States at uh, the next uh, four nations to say nothing of the Olympics. So let's just uh, for, not forget here that Jordan Bennington might be the great Canadian hopeful in net the next time for international hockey. I love hearing you say that because I hope so too because the look in people's faces when they see Jordan Bennington's name for Team Canada will honestly be priceless. But, Jeff, the, 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 reason we're, the, the reason we're so optimistic here in St. Louis about the Blues' potential of getting into a playoffs is because of Jordan Bennington. Now, yes, they have been a roller coaster this season to where one minute we feel like they're going for a top 10 pick. The next minute we're convincing ourselves that they could take down one of the top teams. Big picture for you. Do you view the blues as a team that is starting to exit out of this retool and start entering what Doug Armstrong talks about as getting back to winning? Uh, I still think they need to do some. They still need to do some work um, with their depth up front. Like, listen, it's not exactly like Sammy Blay is probably playing, you know, uh, and punching over his weight right now. Kasperi Kapanen probably the same way uh, as well. Uh, could probably stand to do something with uh, with the blue line. So I, I think they're I think they're getting there. It just it's just like right now the 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 the, the pieces aren't quite fitting. Um, to the previous point about the top line, like that's ensconced and that's solid, and we'll see what happens with Pushnevich here. But um, not at, things haven't fit properly, I don't think, for Doug Armstrong's liking, or just from an outside looking in view. Uh, there's still some players that are probably playing a little bit too high in the lineup, and that's just because you know they haven't come close yet to, to icing the team that I think they want in their minds. All right, Jeff, we'll get you out of here on this. The team that is most likely to, or that will be the most active leading into this year's NHL trade deadline, which is just a couple of weeks away, is blank. I think the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think the Pittsburgh Penguins have a, a lot of things on the go, whether it's uh, Jake Gensel, whether it's Riley Smith. Uh, you know, a lot of us are really starting to wonder now about Eric Carlson's future with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and there's always – you know, something that you're, you're not aware of. I mean, listen, that press conference from Kyle Dubas the other day was pretty revealing. Normally, Dubas keeps things really close. Uh, but even Dubas saying, like, I've tried to do something going back to, going back to All-Star, and it just hasn't been there yet. Like, that speaks volumes. Like, that's, it, 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 that's Kyle Dubas essentially screaming to the league, we're open for business, please bring your offers. Would you rather have Jake Gensel or Pavel Buchnevich? Uh, two different kinds of players. Like it's it's not like you're comparing chalk and cheese. You're comparing you're comparing apples and oranges. You're comparing chalk and cheese. I I, I think that if you if you want someone that's gonna that's gonna score goals in your top six, I think I think you're looking at, at Jake Ensel in that situation. But if you want a, a sort of more well-rounded player who's more of a a Swiss Army knife, you go with Pavel Bushnevich. Jeff, I apologize one more because you are the most interesting <laughs> man to us here in St. Louis. <laughs> If you're if you're Doug Armstrong, <laughs> yes, we we love our Jeff Merrick, that's for sure. If you're Doug Armstrong and you're looking at this Blues at the trade deadline, forward or defenseman, what would you try and pursue to give them a chance to to, to do damage in the playoffs? I want to say defenseman, but I mean the market's really hot for defense right now, right? And it's not as if anyone. I mean, the, I mean everyone's waiting to see what happens with Noah Hannafin. 
I mean, the biggies seem to be, you know, Noah Hannafin with the Calgary Flames, Sean Walker, maybe Nick Sealer. I heard there was one team that tried to get both in, in, a, in a package. Obviously, that hasn't happened. Uh, I mean, in an ideal world, I think they do something with their blue line. But I think right now what's available, because there's so many wingers that are available. Like, you look at, you look at all the trade boards right now. It is winger, 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 winger. That's probably where the St. Louis Blues can, can get frisky here at the deadline, if, if they're going to add. He's Jeff Merrick, Sportsnet NHL analyst and insider. You can find him on the Jeff Merrick Show and, of course, the 32 Thoughts podcast. Give him a follow on Twitter to find all of his great work over at Jeff Merrick. Jeff, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for being generous with it uh, for us today. We'll talk with you again soon, my friend. Yeah, no problem. And for your listeners as well, Anthony Mantha might be a wild card here. Washington Capitals, he's got 18 goals so far this season, has size, has wonderful hands, hasn't been able to put it together yet. But if there's someone that can you know, un- unlock, maybe I know a lot of coaches have tried, guys. Uh, but if Drew Bannister can sort of unlock that, I, I do wonder if, if there could be a fit between Manta and the St. Louis Blues. I'm so annoyed that? right now. I'm so annoyed right God, now, Jeff. Jeff. I love you. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Between- Alex does a Ferrari 05 and literally yesterday brought him up as one of the five potential additions <laughs> that the Blues He was my number deadline. one, Jeff. Unbelievable. Oh, really? Yes, well, between man, that great, that's great minds or fools seldom differ. Exactly, I'm going with great minds between your Jordan Biddington take and Anthony Mantha, Jeff. <laughs> this is just outstanding. I, you just made my weekend. Uh, Alex on cloud nine. Nobody needs this, <laughs> Jeff. Get out of here. I appreciate the time, but you, you're done. You're done. You've done too much to this guy's uh, head over next to me. I just they have to widen the door frames to fit him in now. Fine, to fit that that. Okay, Jeff, you're the best. Right, Thank boy, you, sir. Have a, have a good weekend. weekend. That's Jeff Mayer, one of the best in the business.